welcome to the Birdie and the Beast podcast. I'm your host, Alex Orr, aka Birdie, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer, knocking down myths and misinformation that has been created by diet culture, fat phobia, and under-certified fitness influencers. I'm here to show you wellness beyond aesthetics while guiding you into the direction of optimal health. You are capable of thriving and taking up more space. Are you ready for this journey? I think you are. Let's dive on in. How are we doing though? It's uh, been a crazy few days. First of all, we just exited Mercury Retrograde. Is that how you pronounce that? I'm not really sure. I don't honestly know too much about it, but what I do know is that when we exit it, like we get a little bit, you know, in our feels, a little bit feeling a little off. Energy is just like a little bit of an imbalance, right? It's just a weird thing. But uh, also on top of that, the cold just kind of came out of nowhere. Like fall is like going back and forth. We had our nice breezy fall days and then we had our randomly warm days. And I guess that's over with now because now it's like 40 degrees and freezing. So how are we doing? I would love to know because I'm not handling it that well. I'm usually a cold shower girl and now all I want is hot and steamy showers. My lungs are not adjusting too well. I am really just taking lots of steroids, you know, got that inhaler on deck because my asthma is not handling the cold just yet. And uh, we got a full moon coming up tomorrow, actually. Well, When you listen to this, the full moon will already be there, but I'm recording this on October 19th and the full moon's on the 20th, so there's a lot going on, you know, emotionally, physically, spiritually, everything's happening, so I hope everyone's doing well, holding up. It's been a little off few days, but hang in there, you'll be fine, and if you know what I'm talking about. I think that it might be a Bones Day. I don't know. I haven't checked yet. So if you know what I'm talking about, that's always a good sign. Anyways, speaking of steroids, today's topic, we'll be discussing herbal medicine versus modern medicine or traditional medicine versus modern medicine. You know, you know. So First and foremost, before I really get into these topics, I just wanted to kind of shortly discuss my experience between the two. As some of you may know, I have multiple chronic diseases, and with that being said, I have been on many medications for most of my life, having really bad asthma. I've even had to have two different kinds of inhalers before just to maintain my asthma. I also have a stomach disease in which I had to take a daily pill and I've been on birth control before, different kinds of birth control, um, allergy medicine, and I've also dealt with a lot of sickness as a kid. I was constantly getting sick so I was constantly put on antibiotics and steroids and all of that kind of stuff. And I always saw medicine as just something that gets me better. And I always saw that as a good thing. There was no, like, I never really hated medicine until it got to the point of college. 
where I was getting to the point where one, I was taking so much medication a day and it felt like it was kind of controlling over my body and it felt that I had no control of my body. Like I felt like I was taking all this medicine and it wasn't making me any better. Like I still had these issues. Like it would obviously alleviate some of the symptoms, but I still had these issues that I experienced and it just didn't feel like this medicine was quote unquote healing me. So I started looking into more of herbal medicine and finding that herbal medicine could lead me to a point of healing, especially with my chronic stomach, my, my chronic stomach disease called GERD, I was able to kind of heal that, not necessarily heal it because it's chronic and I'll always have it, but take care of it well through my diet, you know, kind of take out foods that trigger it or at least eat less of those foods. And I was able to control my allergies and my asthma a lot better through herbal medicine. But it did get to the point where I ended up developing orthorexia because when I learned about these herbal medicines and like I was realizing that they were keeping me a lot healthier than the regular medicine, the modern medicine, I started getting kind of obsessed and started hating on modern medicine. I saw modern medicine as something that was very harmful because I learned how harmful it can be to your gut and your overall system when you're constantly having to take that medication. And it got to the point where I ended up developing orthorexia, which is an eating disorder that is not really focused on weight loss, but more so focused on clean, quote-unquote, clean eating and this fear of getting sick from different foods and, you know, other things. And so within my healing of my eating disorder, I started to learn more about both herbal medicine and modern medicine and finding a happy medium between the two and understanding that we do need both and why we need both and when we need which one. And so that is really what I wanted to talk about on the podcast today, just really comparing the both and showing both the good and the bad of both forms of medicine. So first and foremost, herbal medicine dates back to about 60,000 years ago, so a very, very long time. We've been using herbal medicine since, like, the caveman days. Like, it's been always around because, you know, herbal medicine doesn't really use technology. We're using the plants in our backyard. Whereas modern medicine began in the 18th century, so really not that long ago. But the thing about modern medicine is that it had, when it was created, it began to extend our lifespan because it was able to treat disease. Like, for example, it was able to treat things like the smallpox and other epidemics that had occurred, or even the common cold. Whereas herbal medicine wasn't able to treat some of these diseases and people were dying from them because they didn't have some type of medication that could truly heal them from disease. So herbal medicine, like I said, it's really like the plants in our backyard. It's 
plants and anything that natural that has come from our earth, you know, drinking teas or eating plants or um, allergies and all kinds of good stuff that you could probably find at Whole Foods, right? Whole Foods is probably like the best place to find some herbal medicine. And then we have modern medicine, which is chemically made by scientists, and obviously that can be pretty expensive and can often take years to test and trial out a medication before it effectively works. Um, also, it creates like our vaccines to keep us healthy and not get sick from viruses. So both have their good things. And then of course we have modern medicine that also helps with like surgeries or if you broke a limb. What I've learned is that modern medicine is best for emergencies and serious cases. Whereas herbal medicine should be something that's more used on the daily. And our society has come to rely more on modern medicine than herbal medicine because that is just what is hyped up in our our society. And so more people go to their family doctor, even when it's like a simple sniffly nose, when that's something that could be healed via herbal medicine. And what I've learned is that a lot of holistic doctors will suggest that if you have something super small, like allergies or a cold or, you know, some type of ache and pain, whatever it may be, go to your holistic doctor because they're going to not just alleviate the pain or alleviate the symptoms, but actually heal you from whatever is happening. Because that's a, one thing about modern medicine is that a lot of the times it's a temporary fix if it's not an emergency. For example, medicine to treat mental illness like depression meds or anxiety meds. They're great and I think that they're an awesome thing that we have. You know, if you feel you need medication, then go right ahead and take it. But understand that that's only going to suppress your symptoms, but not so much heal you from the mental illness. Whereas herbal medicine can help you heal and it's going to take care of your body. Your body is going to respond in a right way. Because like I said earlier, when you're constantly pumping in chemically made medicine, it can really make an impact on your gut. And obviously we want our gut to be healthy. Our gut is not only going to impact our digestive system, but it's also going to impact our immune system. And it also can impact our mental health as well because serotonin, our happy hormone, is primarily made in the gut. And when the gut is not doing well, serotonin's not being made, then we fall into depression and all of that not so good stuff. Herbal and modern medicine can both be used to treat the same thing. For example, asthma. If I'm having a full-blown asthma attack, I'm not going to be sitting here drinking on some peppermint tea trying to flare it down. I'm going to go ahead and take my inhaler. And when I originally had that fear 
that created that fear of modern medicine, I used to do whatever it takes to not have to take my inhaler to treat my asthma. And it would just keep getting worse and worse. And, you know, I wouldn't be able to breathe. Like I was truly allowing myself to suffer because I was too scared to have to take a medicine that has steroids in it. But what I've learned is that I can treat my asthma on the daily herbally to avoid from having asthma attacks. So things like chlorophyll can help because it helps increase the oxygen in your blood. Things like peppermint tea can help open up your airways. An inhaler is there for those emergencies because you can't always prevent an asthma attack. Like even if I do take those, you know, herbal medicines on the daily to try to prevent an asthma attack, there's still going to be things that happen. Like for example, this cold air is killing me and it's really struggling me like to be able to breathe. And so obviously my inhaler is my rescuer here. It's an emergency thing. Like that's where I've learned of modern medicine is good. It's good for those emergencies or those really serious cases. I'm able to treat my stomach disease perfectly fine natural way which is great because my stomach disease actually often gets triggered from uh medications because they can be a little bit on the acidic side so i do try to you know watch what i eat as far as certain foods that i know that trigger my stomach disease and i try to control my stress as much as possible and I also take probiotics, which are going to help with my stomach and my gut health. I take magnesium every night. So I take, you know, certain things and I consume certain foods in order to help avoid from emergencies or flare-ups occurring. Allergies, for example... Allergies are so easy to treat naturally. The antibiotics will really mess up your system. And when we're taking it on the daily, it's going to completely destroy your gut. There are so many awesome options for herbal medicine when it comes to allergy treatment. For example, the one that I've been using is called Genexa. And it's a drug-free allergy medicine. And I've tried some similar drug-free allergy medicines before. This one works the best. It honestly, like, it works quickly. It's seriously, I've never been alleviated from my allergies completely from an herbal drug-free medication like this one. So if you're looking for something like that, I highly recommend Genexa. I found it at Whole Foods, but you can also get it on Amazon. But it works wonders, as well as some other things that you can do, like getting local honey, for example, and eating that raw because the bees are going to pollinate in your area and I don't know all the science behind it, but basically it has to do with the bees pollinating in your area and then creating that honey. And when you consume that honey, it can help you with seasonal allergies, especially like during the springtime or the summertime when all those plants and pollen are popping up all over the place. Teas are really awesome. And like even with stomach aches, like you don't have to resort right away to some type of medication. There are so many things to heal a stomach ache, like simple plain foods like toast or white rice or yogurt. 
taking a probiotic, digestive enzymes. We have like menstrual care, for example. For me, I get really bad headaches and I can handle the cramps. I can, you know, work through the pain of the cramps, but my headaches turn into migraines and I will do as much as I possibly can to treat that headache naturally. They're, you know, using ice or a warm compress, using, you know, different teas like ginger and peppermint tea. Um, eucalyptus is also a great help. There's so many different things that I will try to use before I go and pop in an ibuprofen. It's not something that I want to rely on, but it's something that I will see as an emergency. You know, if I broke my arm, I'm not going to go see my holistic doctor. I'm going to go see the emergency room. They're going to fix my arm. But if, like, something's going on in my gut or I'm having shoulder pain or I'm battling with allergies, I would rather see holistic doctor because I know that they're going to give me something that I don't have to be on long term and that I can quickly alleviate the pain, you know, like acupuncture or different type of herbs. We have our chiropractors, we have our physical therapists, we have even personal trainers are technically considered a form of holistic doctors because they're taking care of your body. They're healing you from certain issues that you may be dealing with internally or externally. How do we go about what type of herbal medicine we should use to treat different things? Because obviously when it comes to modern medicine, we kind of know, like we know for pain, we take ibuprofen or Tylenol. We know for a cold, maybe we'll take cough syrup or some type of antibiotic. We know the type of medications because that is kind of what we've grown up on. But what about herbal medicine? The thing about herbal medicine is that there are some things out there that are not researched well, but there are influencers that rave about it. And then there are things that have been researched for centuries. Now, let's first start with like things like algae. There is not a lot of research on it currently. There is some research out there that does exist, but there's not like a ton of scientific research. Now, the research that does exist has proven allergies to have a strong benefit towards our health. So when I talk about allergies, I'm talking about Things like chlorella, spirulina, those are like the main two that a lot of people talk about. You know, people like to put spirulinas in their their smoothies and stuff. But like I said, there's, there's research on it and the research that exists shows that these things have benefits. But there's not like a huge amount of research to really say that that's something we need to like rely on. So I would really say take it with a grain of salt because it's just something that we need to keep continuing to research to like see what's up with the algae here but it's pretty interesting that algae and like fungi like that whole field we share very very similar DNA so you see a lot of herbal medicine using algaes and mushrooms now mushrooms there is a lot of research on because 
that's something we've been using for centuries. You know, you have a lot of foraging that has been happening for years and years and years. For example, and I can't remember the specific mushroom it was, but there was a mushroom that foragers used to use like years ago, like centuries ago, back in like the hunting and gathering days. They would consume this mushroom because it would actually improve their vision and then they could see like the foods that they needed to gather from far distance, which is super interesting. But there's also been mushrooms that have been proven to better focus and better our agility and all different kinds of stuff. So mushrooms are really cool. I mean, there's a lot of mushrooms out there. And like I said earlier, they share similar DNA to humans. Like the, the closest species to us is fungi and algae. So that's really really interesting to think about that we're like so similar to mushrooms. You see a lot of mushroom products out there. Honestly though, what's best is to make sure when you are going towards those products, making sure that they're getting certifications to show like what they're putting in this product is true. Because the thing about like herbal medicine and um, supplements in general, they're not regulated by the FDA, unfortunately, which means that supplements can do whatever the heck they want. They can say whatever the heck they want. They could be like, yeah, this, this protein has this in it, and then they can put something completely else in it. And that's why you have to be really careful with supplement selection and making sure that they're going above and beyond to get like certifications because a supplement company that has a certification on there, like they have to pay out of pocket and have this company come out and like look over the product to certify it. Like it's not just like the FDA comes in, does their thing and leaves, you know, this is, they have to go out of the way. So if they're going out of their way to do that, you know you're getting the real deal. There are actual supplement products that exist on the shelves that are hiding drugs, like legitimate drugs in their products. Stay away from C4 people. There is like a list online of brands that have been banned from being able to make products because the one thing they do, they don't regulate, like I said, by the FDA, but they do randomized testing once a year. And I don't know if it's like one single company or a certain number of companies, but it's not every single company. And what they do is one year they select, I don't know how many ever companies that they're going to test out the product and make sure they're not putting some funny stuff in there. And so they've created a list of brands that are banned from making products for sneaking drugs into their, their stuff. But it still exists. Like, people still get away with it, which is really scary. Like, the supplement world can be a little scary, and you really need to be cautious about the products that you're buying from and making sure, like I said, they have certifications on their products. You'll see them all on your label. Same with herbal medicines as well. Making sure that it's organic and that you can truly trust the company because there are a lot of baloney out there and of course diet culture loves to take over and make things into trends so you know a company for sigmatic who was known for the mushroom um mushroom products 
now that has become such a trend and now you have all these other companies that are making mushroom products, but you have to find the right brand that you can trust. And I know that for Cinematic is definitely a brand you can trust. And another one is some, uh, Sun Alchemy, which I also, I love them. They're a great company and they make really good mushroom products as well. And then of course, when it comes to different like herbal medications, like drug-free allergy meds or nasal sprays and stuff, you know, really looking at the ingredients, looking at the bottle and even looking up the company, looking at reviews and all kinds of different stuff. Really when it comes to herbal medicine, it's just about doing your research. And when I say research, I mean real research, like getting into the scientific articles because you don't want to be reading some type of blog post or some type of influencer talking about how great mushrooms are, like some undereducated influencer, because I see it way too often where some type of influencer or some type of person in a pyramid scheme that's selling oils is like, yeah, this is going to heal everything. I had a lady, I had a client way back in the day, and she worked for some pyramid scheme company. They sold like, they were all over the place. They sold nutrition products, but then they also sold cleaning products and some other random things. And she came up to me and she gave me all these products to sample. Like, she was really trying to get me, you know, part of the team. She gave me this spray bottle and said, this bottle is made out of thyme and lavender and it kills COVID. You really should be getting rid of that anti- uh, disin or that disinfectant that you're using at the gym because it's so harmful for your body and this is going to be so much better and it still does the same thing. First of all, I read the bottle and it said, so like small percent of lavender, small percent of thyme, and then it said 94% other ingredients, but didn't list other ingredients. So at first you have this lady telling me that Thyme and lavender are going to kill COVID, but it's not even the majority of the product. Like most of it was other ingredients and who knows what the other ingredients were. So you have those people that will literally scam you. It's false advertisement. Like you don't want to trust it. Don't ever trust those under certified people. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm just a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer, so I don't know, like, all the ins and outs when it comes to holistic and herbal medicine. The best source would be to go to more scientific articles and an actual holistic doctor, but I'm also here to not scam you or, like, false advertise in any shape or form. Like, I'm going to tell you what's up. I'm going to tell you the real stuff. So anyways... Obviously, you really want to do your research and make sure that there's enough scientific research behind some of these things that are actually going to benefit you and also make sure that you're taking in the right amount because sometimes you'll have like certain supplements where like, for example, turmeric is a herb. Some things about turmeric is that it's good for anti-inflammation. The thing is, one... In order for it to activate like the main ingredients in turmeric to like really do its anti-inflammation work, it needs to be activated via black pepper. And sometimes you can go to the store and get like turmeric products, but they don't have black pepper in them. So in that case, they're inactive and it's not going to do its job. But also on top of that, 
and I don't know this exact amount, but you need an exact dose, a dose, you need the right dose of the turmeric in order for it to do its job. And like I said, like some products, they just don't have the right amount of dosage. Like there'll be like half the amount of dosage. And that can be with so many different herbal medicines where it's like, oh, it has maca and lion's mane and turmeric and ginger but like they're really really small dosage so they're like not enough to really do its job so that's another thing you need to understand is like okay how much dosage do I need of this product in order for it to work like just like with modern medicine but the thing about modern medicine it's usually always accurate because we have like scientists behind it like the thing about herbal medicine is you have actual companies that generally know their stuff and they're putting out products that are actually here to heal you. But then you have also diet culture, a billion dollar industry that is getting their hands on these products because they know it's trendy and they can sell it. You know, they can make a buck out of it. So that's the one iffy part about herbal medicine is that like you have to kind of be be on edge about some of the things and really like check. And so obviously you can go and dive in and really increase your knowledge by looking at scientific papers and looking, you know, just doing your your research and understanding it, you know, reading books and all that kind of stuff. Obviously not reading blogs and under-certified influencers, but also you can rely on holistic doctors. Obviously that's not the option for everyone because holistic doctors can be a little bit more pricier. They're not always covered by insurance. And the thing is, if the world relied more on holistic doctors and only looked at modern medicine as an emergency or extreme cases, they probably wouldn't, holistic doctors probably wouldn't be as expensive as they are because they're just not being used as much. Like they're not being used by the majority of the population for them to be like a decent price and a part of our healthcare system, unfortunately. So that is the one problem. And if people were to really realize that like modern medicine as much as it's good for us and it's well-researched and all that kind of stuff, it also, it has its, like, bads and, you know, it's, like, it's really damaging to the body and it really should be used as emergency, like a one, one time, like, once in a while kind of thing. Obviously, if, you know, someone's dealing with a severe disease, like cancer, for example, it might be used a little bit longer and frequently because honestly like you you can't use herbal medicine to to heal you from cancer but you can use herbal medicine to prevent you from receiving cancer to an extent because obviously there are so many things in our world that like can give us cancer like going back to the pyramid scheme lady she was like if you use all these products you won't get cancer I was like, the thing about that is that you can prevent cancer as much as you want, you know, making sure that you're not over consuming on those foods that contain things that could give you cancer or making sure that you're keeping the air in your house clean and using healthy cleaning products and using products that on the outside of your body that are not going to cause cancer, yada, yada. But the thing is, cancer can often 
be passed down from family member to family member. And, you know, there's only so much that you can do about the air because obviously we have really bad air pollution. So it really comes down to you can do as much as you can, but you can't do everything. You can't prevent everything from happening, but you can prevent everything that's within your control. So herbal medicine really is something to look at as far as a prevention and also something that could possibly heal you from minor things like allergies or some type of pain that you're experiencing, asthma in some cases, obviously not in emergency cases. So there are great things. And then obviously with modern medicine, like I said, the bads are that it can really damage your body, but the goods are that it can heal you from really bad illnesses and disease. Like we wouldn't if you had COVID, I would not tell you right now to all the herbal remedies that can help you. If you had a cold, I would let you know about the herbal remedies. But if you had COVID, I'd be like, maybe you should uh, get on some antibiotics. That's a serious virus that is not going to be healed from some herbal plants. So I hope that you got out of this episode the happy medium between herbal and modern medicine and understanding that both have their benefits, both have their needs, but also both have their bads, and to understand, you know, when's the best to use one or the other, and understanding that we must not trust everyone on the internet and make sure that we're using valid sources when it comes to making these choices. And yeah, I hope this gave you a better perspective on the two. Thank you so much for coming to today's episode. So happy that you're here. If you're not already, please subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram. That's at NourishBirdie for things, all things wellness on the daily. And I'd love for you guys to leave a review on Apple Podcasts to let me know how I'm doing and what else you would like to hear. And I will see you guys next week. Have a great day. Bye.